0: welcome to The Breakdown Podcast. My name is Mary. I am here with Brock and Josh. How are you guys doing today? Hey
1: guys. Doing great, Mary. And how are you today?
0: I am sunshine and wonderfulness today. (laughs) Um, Well, The Breakdown Podcast, if you've never joined us, we take a passage of scripture from the weekend teaching at Hope Fellowship, and we... Break it down. Break it down. Um, and so it's a lot of fun. We're so glad you're joining us. And if you didn't hear the message this past weekend, um, I encourage you guys to go check it out. But you don't have to have heard it to really get something out of this podcast. It's, it's a good one today. I'm really excited for it. But a little recap of what did happen in the message was we started off a new series, um, the life what you've always wanted. Mm-hmm. Ooh, pretty. Uh, the life you've always wanted. And the really the big theme of this last weekend was surrender and. John asked this question, are you living a surrendered life or a self-decided life? Mm. And I think that was what really stuck with me, but about giving up your way for his way, and there was a verse actually in there that we picked out that we're going to be really really diving into and i really oh. feel like we're digging to find the verse like it's we're not going to tell you right now ooh. ooh suspense it's
1: like a mystery podcast yeah. look at us it it is. yes oh, it will be I like that. we could change our genre Dun, da, da, yeah. this is a mystery podcast <laughs> yeah, under exactly. the mystery yeah. genre <laughs>
0: um, so so you will know what it is by the end but uh, we're going to surprise you with that a little bit so it is found in john though mm. john chapter 10. That's oh all I'll gosh. say. That's all I'll say. Man, That's that all say. was a
2: big clue. Narrows it that, down. Was a,
0: that was a pretty big clue <laughs> yeah, yeah. if you listen to the message. Um, John chapter 10 this is written by John the disciple, the one who is always like, I'm the guy Jesus loved. <laughs> and um, a couple of things about this before we get in, because context is huge for this specific passage. Uh, any passage, really, let's be honest. But um, I think especially going into this one, you're going to want to know this stuff. But something that John does Often when he writes is specifically in this this specific book of John. Um, he there's always a like a sign or a claim. So Jesus makes a claim about himself or does something miraculous like the water and the wine. Like this is an example of that. Mm-hmm. Then there is a misunderstanding. So people are like, What's going on? And then they have to make a choice, a choice about who Jesus is. And so that's kind of what's happening in this particular classic
1: passage. example. Yeah. Is it's happening
2: so in this classic, which yeah. is yes. why we set it up as a mystery, but then told you pretty much what we're going to do. And then, but, but it's actually a mystery. So it's, it's like, what unfolded. is going on?
0: It's got, and honestly, this plays right into this. There's going to be a sign and a claim, there's going to be a misunderstanding, and then there's going to be a choice. So, um, a couple of things is we're going to rewind a little bit to John 10 or John 9. So So right before John 10, and there is a miracle and a sign that happens. Mm -hmm. And it's probably one you've heard about. This is the one where there was a man who was blind and Jesus did a lovely thing. And he spit in the mud and rubbed the, or spit in the sand and rubbed, that mud in this blind guy's eyes. The old
1: saliva mud. Love feeling. that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yes. It's still a common <laughs> practice today, I think. Um, but in uh, long story short, he got healed, and this was the sign and the miracle that kind of spurred on these next events. But the Pharisees didn't love what happened. And um, their response, there, there's a whole thing. You can go through and read John 9 because it's really incredible. It adds so much to what we're talking about today. But there are a couple of verses at the end that are so important because they really bridge us into what we're talking about today. And this is what they say in 9, verse 40 through 41. Some Pharisees who were standing nearby heard him and asked, are you saying we are blind? So Jesus is like accusing them of not understanding or perceiving the truth. In verse 44, Jesus says, if you were blind, you wouldn't be guilty. Jesus replied, but you remain guilty because you claim you can see, dot, dot, dot. Then wow. we go into mm-hmm. chapter 10.
1: Mm-hmm. Jesus just kind of stuck it to him here just a little bit. He, he really
0: roasts them and he's just he continues. Like yep. yeah, that yeah. was just the beginning.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. So why don't we look at what he says uh, in the next chapter, verses one through five here. I tell you the truth, anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber, dang. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he's gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his
1: voice. So Mary, you said there's three things that happen in John's typical telling of a story. So this is the first one. Yeah. And I can't remember what, what you had a specific term for it, and I'm missing so the, messing up on the term. So the
0: sign and, sign and claim happened, and then there's a misunderstanding. Okay, so this,
1: this is the sign and the claim.
0: Mm-hmm. All
1: right, so Jesus, there's been the miracle, and now he's saying um, that there's a sheepfold, and anyone who doesn't go through the gate is a thief and a robber, yeah. okay? and But the gatekeeper is the one that opens the gate, and the sheep recognize. And so any, you know, if you're not going through the gate— You're pretty much a thief and a robber here. Yeah. And then he's going to take care of those sheep, and they're not going to necessarily follow a stranger because they don't know his voice, but the one who came through the gate, they're going to follow anybody else is a thief and a robber. And if you're really adept at your context clues here, I think he's probably calling the Pharisees the thieves and the robbers here. And he's saying he is the one who enters through the gate. So that's verses one through five. So Jesus is, again, Kind of sticking it to the Pharisees a, here a little a bit. A picture. Yeah.
2: picture, yeah. Yeah, so then moving on uh, in verse six, he continues, uh, the story continues. Those who heard Jesus use this illustration uh, didn't understand what it meant. So he explains this to them. I love it when when Jesus does this, when he AKA explains it for us. AKA
0: misunderstanding. <laughs>
2: yes, yeah, so I love we're following it. the pattern here. I tell you the truth, I'm the gate for the sheep. All who came before me uh, were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and will find good pastures. The thieves' purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to
1: give them a rich and satisfying life. Mm. All right, so now the explanation. So Jesus is saying a couple times here, he's emphasizing, that I am something. What is he saying that he is?
0: I'm the good shepherd. Mm-hmm. No, that's
1: coming up next. You got a, You got ahead of it, Mary. <laughs> the gate. He's saying, I'm the gate here. So ex- the Mary, door. when we were praying, she was so excited about the good shepherd section. <laughs> that's coming the real, up next. Good okay, You'd but, be a really good magician, uh, yeah, Mary. Exactly. So the gate. He's saying, <laughs> I am the gate here. And that those who come in through him, they're going to be saved. And any, again, the thieves and the robbers went over the wall. And so they're not the ones that are going to be helpful to sheep. They're not going to recognize his voice. And the ones that go over the wall, again, he's talking about the Pharisees here. Their whole job is to steal, to kill. They're not there for the sheep. They're there for their own good. Mm -hmm. But his purpose is to take care of the sheep. All right. So in my life, I have heard John chapter 10, verse 10. Here's our verse. The mystery verse is now revealed. I've heard this verse a million times. And until recently, until I really studied this passage, I've always interpreted it very differently mm. than what we're interpreting it here today. And so, verse
0: 10 is the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy my life. Yeah, okay. Okay, just so, so sure. we're
1: just on this, based on this particular reading that yep. we're doing right now, what would you say verse 10 means to you? Either one of you can answer at this point in time.
0: I'll, I'll jump in. I mean, I've heard this so many times, and I always understood it as the devil. Like, so what does it
1: mean to you here?
0: What does it mean to me in this right yes, now, in context? context yes. Oh, that the, the thief is not the devil, but right. it is these Pharisees and these false teachers right. that are misleading. The and false teachers, yeah, yeah. They're taking
1: the sheep. They're yeah. leading them astray. They're not taking care of their life. Josh, it's the same thing that you would see it Yes,
2: yeah. yeah, it is funny how you kind of read that into it, but then when you contextualize it, it's clearly the Pharisees. Yeah,
1: so my whole life, I've thought this is a passage about the devil, mm. that the devil has come to steal, kill, and destroy but God has come, Jesus has come, so we can have life, an abundant life. Mm. And yet, if you read this passage, it's not talking about the devil. There's kind of devilish ideas, but it's really talking about false teachers. So mm. I'm not going to lie. I feel like I've been duped my entire life yes. until this moment because I've, I've been hoodwinked until this passage. Again, not that those aren't crazy things or untrue things about the devil, but if you read this. And if you were just reading along, you would never think about the devil. You're thinking about those false teachers.
2: Right. Yeah. yeah. The, the listeners knew who he was talking about.
1: Yeah. And so it's, it's funny because Jesus is really setting up this, this idea here. And so we just recently finished our, our uh, study of Hebrews. Yeah. And so one of the things that Hebrews is doing is saying, hey, here is the old way, the Jewish way. And those are good things, but I'm the fulfillment. I'm way better. And so that the book of Hebrews is all about Jesus is better. And I think this is doing the same thing. It's like, hey, here's these old teachers, but it's really kind of even contrasting them even more, mm-hmm. saying these old teachers—they're out for their own gain to steal, to kill, and destroy yes. these Pharisees who are standing right before Jesus. But Jesus mm-hmm. saying, if you follow me, I'm the real gate here. I'm the really way to salvation. I'm the way to life. I'm going to take care of you and give you good things. So here's yeah. this massive contrast, and it's so if you
0: compare and contrast, but that's—it's that feeling of. Jesus compared to everything is like, Jesus is so, there is no comparison. It's kind of like that mm-hmm. feeling. And
1: get ripped off or yeah. find abundance and, and joy in yeah. Jesus and be taken care of and know his voice. And so that contrast is really being set mm-hmm. up here. And he's kind of sticking it to the Pharisees after this whole miracle with the with the old spit in the mud uh, miracle <laughs> that just took place, and, and it so. man,
2: what vivid language too! Because this kind of idea of um, you know I'm I'm the gate through me those who, who will be saved. So there's kind of this idea of like rescue and liberation and redemption and stuff like that. And yet the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's not the opposite of freedom. That's like destruction. Yeah. That's like you know he's saying
1: this is uh, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. But that is going to destroy you. Yeah. Yeah, and I think some people too can. can, There's a couple things here. There's a couple nuances you can go with this that may be negative uh, nuances from this passage. Um, So one, sometimes people have a difficulty with Christianity talking about the exclusivity of Christianity. That Jesus is saying he's the way, that he's the only way. But if you read this passage, you sure get the idea that any other way is not a good way. And so. You know, the old C.S. Lewis thing that if you read about Jesus, he's going to be either uh, a, a li... Uh, a
0: madman. Mad <laughs> I, <could say, laughs> I got a liar. you this time. Gonna, you I was, save I me, liatic, I'll save you. That's not a <laughs> he's a either a madman or he's God. <laughs> yeah,
1: and so you're like, Jesus has <laughs> got some great moral teachings here. Yeah. So you could see he was a liatic here. Yeah, so which is really... like one. it. You yeah. do that every once in a while. Not yeah. to
0: get too ahead, we'll get there, but... This is the claim, like, this is kind of building into this claim, too, that they're having to make a choice because it's a sign or a claim, a misunderstanding, then a choice.
1: And and the choice is Jesus saying, I'm the way. Yeah. I'm the gate. Everybody else, bad, bad decision, steal, kill, and destroy. Uh And then there's also this nuance in here that you could read about the prosperity gospel. And if you're not familiar with that term, the prosperity gospel is that if you follow Jesus, um, you're going to have all the things in this world you could ever imagine. Because even in the NLT, it says, uh, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying mm-hmm. life. And so just if you're reading that, you mm-hmm. can say, oh, rich. So I'm going to be loaded, which, you know, it sounds pretty good. So to me, it would be like um, all the video games you could ever want oh, in your video
2: life. Games video <laughs> I was guy. not
1: expecting yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> that would just be that I'd be rich. I'd have everything. Like, like I guess. Bling, you know? bling. I would probably would, uh, would get a <laughs> grill. I'd probably get a grill if I had a lot of money. Yeah. Not, yeah. A, not a not cooking grill, but just a gold one for my teeth. For, for
2: that, those I of you who can't, cool. can't see, Brock has a neck just dangling with golden chains. Yeah. Well, heard? and
0: this really goes into, uh, not to interrupt, but this yeah, goes into— she <laughs> she <was> <laughs> interrupt. Interrupt, Yeah, she just interrupted As I interrupt. But uh, back to what John said, you know, it wasn't about—it was about following Jesus, and he used this verse, and he was talking about— you know, our purpose. And the, the truth is, it wasn't that it's we surrender ourselves. We don't get everything we want. We give ourselves. And so that really ties back into that. But it's so good. Like being in the center of God's purpose and, is And that so rich good. and
1: satisfying life, then we get to the good shepherd, which yeah. you mentioned earlier. Yeah, there we are. But, but he goes on in these next few verses. And again, if you get the chance to read uh, chapters 9 and 10 uh, here, this would be really helpful. But he says, I'm the good shepherd. And here's the good things that you get. The good mm-hmm. shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. So he's going to give everything away. So he's sacrificing. He's putting their needs above his own. Um, they're going to know my voice. I'm going to lead them. I'm going to sacrifice for them. Um, and then he even goes on to say that there's sheep that are outside of this sheepfold, talking about potentially the Jewish believers and the Gentile believers that I'm going to call in as well. And so Jesus is not promising bling and all these type of things. He's promising, promising a Savior that's going to be with you yeah, and lead you to truth and never forsake you and be there with you at all times and lead you to this path of salvation. And that's the rich mm-hmm. and satisfying life is that relationship with Jesus that he's promising here. As we read again, this context mm-hmm. and as we've discovered context seems to be everything for yes, this passage because we so can go important. a soul different direction.
2: It's really interesting, you know, that he's talking about sheep and shepherds and gates. And uh, I think of like the pens that the livestock live in and, you know, and like, uh, I think that when we talk about things like freedom and uh, uh salvation being rescued things like that right mm-hmm. uh, I, I think part of our context is we think of kind of like choices without consequences of sorts or like being able to kind of do what I want when I say uh when I want and so on and it's really interesting because the what kind of Jesus again back to what you said earlier Brock but there's really like it's one of two things here it's It's me, I'm the way, the truth, the life, or it's the enemy and there's death and destruction. And so you you kind of alluded to something earlier, Mary, but this idea of like uh, freedom in God is not freedom from like... uh, any kind of authority over me, mm-hmm. it's it's the freedom to live in the middle of God's will for for me, His will, which is a good, pleasing, and perfect and the will. The freedom
1: to be led by that good shepherd. Yes,
2: mm-hmm. you're saying now this the freedom this is to my... follow Him. Yeah, the freedom
1: to walk Ooh, for it. Him and for for that freedom. It's it's truly incredible. Yeah, and and it's just it's interesting too that um, and when he gets and talk about the and I'm going to stick with my <laughs> words since I'm going to act like I didn't <laughs> mess good, up. Yeah, yeah. At the end of this section in verses 19 through 21 people are saying hey they're divided like is this guy demon possessed what's going on with this yeah. guy Another said this doesn't sound like a man possessed by a demon mm-hmm. can a demon open the eyes of the blind so again they're still referring back to that blind man and the old spit in the mud yeah, story That this just is happened. all together so all as kind one. of running together and really this is a polemic mm-hmm. that jesus is speaking against the pharisees that are leading he says for not good reasons or me which is leading you to give you life and to give you guidance and to give you hope and mm-hmm. so again, we're kind of left with the decision. Why wouldn't you choose Jesus? Because his way is so much better than any other way.
0: Yeah, and and so much, and especially in comparison to the Pharisees who were, like, if you take all these good things that he was, that it's just building, right? Like building, like you're talking about of who Jesus was, when you compare it, the Pharisees were really the opposite, and the way that they responded to the healing of the blind man was the opposite. And so, it's just such an easy choice when you can see that other alternative. No, like Jesus is really the best, yep. best choice. But you got to choose him.
1: Yeah. So when you get a chance, read John nine and ten. It's a really encouraging, mm-hmm. uh, complete together thought section.
0: Yeah, and I, I also love, um, you know, you had mentioned like the prosperity gospel before, and and our whole verse is really wrapped up in this. Chapter 10, verse 10. So, so 10 and 10 is really hidden, chapter 10, verse 10, hidden kind of deep into this whole story that starts at nine and ends at the end of 10, like you were mentioning just a second ago. But that my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. And how you mentioned the prosperity gospel, that is um everything that is wrong with Christianity. No, I'm just kidding. But truly, like this whole concept that we can walk away from this and we could hear this message or, or, or hear this story and listen to this podcast and walk away and we could misperceive that and think that following Jesus doesn't mean a surrendered life but following Jesus means that I get everything I want. And I think that that is the conundrum. Like that's the struggle here is one that it's so hidden so deep in here that you can miss the whole context of it all. But two, that you can walk away and say, well, he's a good shepherd. Now I'm going to get. And that's really not what this is about at all.
2: And when he says wrong with Christianity, Were you specifically meaning like modern, Western, American Christianity? Yes,
0: and I don't totally mean that. That was more of a joke. So clearly it wasn't a good joke.
1: (laughs) There was was a wink at Mary's eyes. We saw it. You know what I'm saying? We saw
0: it. But it it, it is such a problem, I think, within our culture. And I think maybe there are other cultures that would read this and not walk away with that 100%. But so often in in church cultures, especially in the West, um, where maybe you'll see um, pastors or leaders that, our sport and bling and if you've heard of preachers and sneakers and all of this, like it disillusions people to misunderstand that, that the rich and satisfying life that Jesus is inviting us to is one of surrender. Hmm. And it is one of following the good shepherd who will lead us and guide us.
1: And there may be money that comes along on that journey. There are some people that are very sincere Christians that have money, but this is not what Jesus is promising he's going to give us. And so I think for me, the frustration is sometimes, and I know I struggle with this myself, if I'm not getting things, if I'm not getting possessions, if money's not flowing freely, then I think, What did I do wrong? Why is Jesus not blessing me? So that could have some real world impact where we begin to be disappointed in Jesus Mm -hmm. when Jesus never promised us that at all. He said, I will be with you. I will lead you. I will guide you. I'll lead you to eternal truth and life. And that's the part that we get to hold on to. And the other stuff is just all gravy that we may or may not have, but it really can affect our Christianity if we start to think that possessions and following Jesus are somehow tied together. And there's
2: a societal kind of undercurrent uh, for sure, uh, that it would be really fun to spend you know another podcast talking about this stuff. But um, you know, our society uh, holds up things like peace of mind or uh, like kind of individual expressionism and mm-hmm. things like that. So, so when there's conflict in my mind, when I feel anxiety, things like that, there's there's a tension of well, then either that's not good for you or you're not being like your true self or whatever, right? And so, but man, the things that Jesus teaches us, uh, they stir the pot a lot of the times. They create kind of cognitive dissonance. They, uh, the spirit convicts. There's all these reasons why things like that get stirred up. And so for the answer to be, oh, well you should, um, like all your material needs should be met. Uh, your kind of like you, your your mind should kind of reach like peace and things like that. It, it, it's a lot easier to pursue kind of material things for as like an answer and go, oh, this must be like God's will for my life. When in actuality, uh, I think it's a much It's a much bigger calling that the Lord is calling us to. It's finding those things in Him, regardless of circumstances, regardless of seasons of life or whatever.
0: Yeah. And I think the more that I have been a part of this podcast, I don't know if you guys feel this as well. And I I hope this is how people feel at our avid listeners that listen every single week. I hope this is how they feel. But you start to see more and more, the more you study scripture, the more you break it down, um, how in our world and in our lives, we just, we kind of get it backwards. We start thinking culturally of, of what success is or, or what it is to have start rich success. thinking culturally
1: us. instead of biblically. Yes, yes. Yeah. and
0: I feel like more than ever, I, I'm learning to know God's word more and seeing those differences. And so I, I hope that those of you that are listening right now, um, that this isn't, oh, I can't have like, I can't, you know, have wealth, the kind of how you mentioned that can happen or, or uh, kind of disturb you a little bit maybe but that it is just such a, um, it's such an upside down kingdom. And it's one that is so good to be a part of, It's so, so, and, so much and better. And those things
1: might even be thieves and robbers. Yes. Where Jesus is saying, don't get distracted mm-hmm. by those things, but remember me, the good shepherd, and I'm yeah. going to take care of you. That would yeah. be the
2: principle I think we can pull from this and for sure apply today is uh, maybe we don't have Pharisees running around, running around teaching us to like put our hope in the old covenant and stuff like that. But we for sure have lots of gurus and sages telling Mm -hmm. us to hope in things that aren't
1: Christ and making really good arguments for doing so. But I enjoy a good guru. (laughs) I mean, who doesn't like a good guru in their life? If I had more gurus, I think I'd be happy. It's just fun to say guru.
0: (laughs) If anyone needs a guru, they can just call (laughs) Hope Fellowship and Brock will set you up at the meeting with Brock.
1: I'll (laughs) I'll, I'll pretend I'm a guru. Um,
0: So, but, but all that to say, I hope that you're encouraged by that feeling of, oh, I got this wrong or, oh, I didn't perceive this rightly and now I, and more on the path to following Jesus than when I started and that's that's how I feel walking away from this is just like wow the bible is awesome wow following Jesus is not like following the world it is so different and it is so rich and satisfying in such a different and special way and so i hope that encourages you guys we are continuing this series this weekend um the life i you've always wanted and it's a long one and we're excited about it this is one that john has been on john's heart and if you heard like Last week's message, you're probably like, yes, like I'm in. So if you missed it, go listen to it and then check it out this weekend at Hope Fellowship. We're so glad you joined us and we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Breakdown. You know, it's our hope that you have learned something new about God's Word for the sake of knowing God and taking one step in your journey to the center of God's purpose for your life. If you're wanting to keep the discovering going, which we hope you are, you can check out past episodes at hopefellowship.net slash podcasts or by searching The Breakdown on Spotify or any other streaming platform. And don't forget, please leave us a review. We'll see you guys next time for another episode of The Breakdown.